As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are tuned into For Amore Radio, the place where Jesus is Lord, God is supreme, and the Holy Spirit leads. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Welcome, blessings everyone. Welcome to Life in the Word. I am Dr. Vanita Johnson and I am ready to get at the Word. I tell you, this has been an exciting week. It has been an exciting day and you are in the right place. Welcome Pastor Alexander Wells III. Welcome Sister LaShawn. Hello and blessings to you. Happy Friday. God bless you all. Welcome. We have an amazing chat room listeners. I thank every uh, last one of you all for just tuning in on this day. I tell you, we have been in a series about getting out of debt and, and being a better you. Amen. So I want to welcome our silent listeners as well. That's all across the world. Here we grow once again. Hola, guten tag, ciao, and hello. I want to welcome all our brothers and sisters around the world and our silent listeners that are abroad and in the United States of America. Oh, yes. And I want to shout out to the great state of Washington. We have listeners all across the world and aloha over in Hawaii. Amen. It is Fast Break Friday where we take a moment in time to break for the word. Amen. There, There is a life Uh, here at Life in the Word, we love you and our prayer team is praying for you, your health, prosperity, and success. It is not too late to start up again. I tell you, we can look around at all the things that's going on in the world, but it's never too late. I'm going to give you 20 reasons why 2020 is still your best year yet. Yes, your best year yet. Praise the Lord. So, Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, it says that whatever the activity in which you engage, do not with all your ability because there is no work, no planning, no learning, 
and no wisdom in the next world where you're going. Amen. Are you all ready to win? Amen. I'm ready to win with you. So I'm going to ask you all a thought-provoking question. Is the year 2020 still your best year yet? Mm, Good question. Take some time and ponder on that. So whenever we elevate our passions, we instantaneously amp up our level to succeed. Did you hear that, Sister LaShawn? We amp up our level to succeed. Let me hashtag repeat. Whenever we elevate our passions, we instantaneously amp up our level of success. So elevating our passion is simply this. It's giving strong attention to the things that we enjoy doing. Amen. A very strong feeling about something. Think about something you're passionate about, something or or, or something you have a strong belief in, or it can also be someone, amen, that we're passionate about. Uh, But I can think of a lot of things uh, that I'm passionate about, a lot of activities that I enjoy. And one of them is studying the word of God and having a passion for uh, the presence of God, a yearning for him, uh, for his His glory. Uh, yes, in this place. Ah, I feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. So now, in order to make the rest of 2020 your best year yet, I want to tell, I want to explain to you the difference between a profession and a vocation. Amen. Hello, uh, Minister uh, Shaquilla. Welcome to life in the word. So I'm going to explain to you the difference between a profession and a vocation. The reason is some of us, um, and some of you will make a decision in this year, the year 2020, or in years to come, whether you will continue in a profession are moving to your vocation. And you're going to shout about this, Minister Shaquilla, when you hear this. So the difference is there there are many uh, different words that we use, say, uh, about to indicate the job that we work on or what we do in life. That's an um, a individual does in making a living for ourselves. Like say, you know, for income, we use the word employment, we'll say job, we'll say a profession, vocation, occupation, we use all those uh, different things. Amen. What, what's that symbol you have, uh, Pastor Welch? <laughs> so there are many different uh, symbols that we have. Welcome, Minister Ransom and um, Eldress, uh, Elder uh, Marion as well. So we're talking about the difference between a vocation and a profession. So some people remain especially confused about the vocation and the profession as they have similar meanings, you know, as I just uh, stated. And often they're used interchangeably by people. However, despite the similarities uh, and quite a bit uh, overlap, there are some differences between a vocation and a profession. So let me tell you what a profession is. A profession is what we do, okay? It's, it's um, the most common question that people ask us when we meet someone or we engage with someone. Um, they are we in a new place. We find ourselves with other people that don't really know us. Uh, it is a polite way of saying uh, they want to know something about us, right? They want to know something about you and a source of livelihood for whatever reason. People want to know that. And then it says that um, they are to, um, 
so there's hundred different ways we can uh, earn our livelihood. Many, I mean, it's so many occupations out there, so many jobs uh, that are out there, and it's really what we get paid to do. Right. It's, it's, it's our paid occupation that requires us to undergo intensive training. Some things we learn about, we got to go to school for to achieve the skills and qualification. I like to say skill set. We use the word skill set often in my profession, uh, which is logistics. Um, and a lot of times we got to go get a qualification in the form of a degree or sometimes we even got to get a certification in those areas. And that's a profession. Now, let's go on to what a vocation is. So a vocation is an occupation or an employment of an individual that pursues more of the benefits. Okay, somebody say benefits other than um, uh, monetary benefits. So if you're doing something outside of uh, uh, other than something you're doing to get paid to do, like go on a job, it's a vocation. So income is secondary benefit of a vocation. It's not your primary reason for doing it to get paid. Amen. It's the secondary reason you may get paid for doing it, but it's a, it's a benefit that you get. So a vocation seems as a source of enjoyment. You get that? Did y'all hear that listeners? So a vocation is a, a, a source of enjoyment for someone as it fulfills their psychological and spiritual needs. Say pastoring. Pastoring is, is not the main reason someone pastors to get money it's for their and it's, it's they enjoy pastoring they enjoy uh talking about the word of god and ministering and 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 discipling and it, it's a, it feels a spiritual need it's not the main source that they're doing it to get paid for okay so you understand the difference we got our profession we get paid to do that it's our livelihood we got the vocation is something that we enjoy so the word vocation comes from the latin word vocare which means to call it's a call so in christianity welcome dr Lori, to life in the word amen so in christianity a vocation refers to a divine call to an individual you have a divine call. Like I said, a vocation is something you do because you enjoy doing it. It's not doing it because you want to get paid. So it's a uh, it's a divine call. The concept of the vocation, it gives us the, uh, um, say, vertical dimension in our lives. It, it's a call from God. It tells us, uh, it shows us what we want. It gives us um, the things that, the thing that we want to do in life. Uh so when I when I think about the vocation and the occupation, one day, one you know, listeners out there, one day your occupation and vocation is going to become one where you're doing something that you enjoy doing and you're getting paid for it. Amen. So I've already given you the difference with the occupation and the vocation. Welcome, Sister Brandy, to Life in the Word. So the difference is, though. So, um, Though both vocation as well as the profession, it indicates uh, a career. So I don't want you all to get it confused. It both may indicate a career that you do. But the difference is that one you're doing because you enjoy doing it, you love doing it. And then one you're doing it just to get paid, right? So profession uh, refers more to the career that, that you may choose to do, getting extensive training. And the vocation refers to the occupation in which God gives a calling to the individual. Amen. You see that? You see the difference there? So in the vocation, it can mean not just the profession 
or the occupation that we pursue for a living, but also the occupation for which we receive a call from God. Uh, pastors are a prime example of that call from God and they're able to do it and they may still receive uh, some sort of income or funding from doing something that they enjoy doing. Some people may find that their job uh, as a logistician, as a teacher, it may be their vocation because they love doing it, but it's not a source of their livelihood. They do it because they enjoy doing it and they're getting paid to do. I remember having uh, a position one time and I said, wow, they're going to pay me to do this. <laughs> it was something that I really loved and I really enjoyed doing. So in, in modern times, the vocation refers to an occupation for which a person has a special ability or trained to do that job. So what is stopping you from doing that one thing that you really enjoy doing? Somebody out there may be saying money. <laughs> I can't do it because I, I need to have my, my livelihood, that, that job that's paying the bills. But it, it, it will be a blessing in life when your, your profession marries and become your vocation. And that is the heart of many uh, out there that, that find something that they love to do or enjoy doing that they get paid to do it and they are just enjoying what they do. Amen. So, uh, and some of the regrets that I've heard people that work or have worked in life, I hear some regrets of people expressing, saying that I wish I had uh, the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expect of me. Anyone ever heard that or even felt that way before? And I would have to say to those that are listening that if you're living a life that others expect for you to live, it's a choice that you must make. Um, and many times people look back and they regret, but you don't have to regret that. Amen. Sister Brandy say her travel business, she loved, she enjoyed uh, doing her travel business and she get paid to do it. And one day, Sister Brandy, that's going to become your vocation. It no longer be in, um, it'll be only, it'll be just your vocation and you don't have to, it'll marry with your occupation. So your occupation, your vocation is going to become one. Amen. So if you ever heard anyone or, or felt that way, it's a choice that you must make or a choice that you have made in order to, uh, regret living, uh, uh out of expectation for other people. You know, we hear a lot of people saying, oh, I'm going to do me, but they still end up or still living a life that other people expect from them. Also, I've heard people say, I wish I had hadn't worked so hard, you know, and oftentimes people, when they get older, they look back and say these things because they didn't, they wish they hadn't worked so hard because they wish they would have spent more time with their children, spent more time with their family. Some people have lost their families, um, to just working so hard. Also have heard people say that they wish they had the courage to express their feelings. There's so many different regrets that people look back, but it all, I always say bluff, bottom line up front, that it's a choice that we must make. So um, another thing I heard people say is I wish I stayed in touch with my friends because they got so busy with work. They got so busy with life um, and, and, and having a sporadic lifestyle that they lost touch with friends and family, for that matter. Uh, I hear people say, I wish I had uh, uh, had let uh, myself be happy. I wish I had lived a more happy life instead of, you know, just working all the time. 
But I'm here to tell you that you can uh, start again. And that's the point we're getting to. You can start now. You can um, uh, start right where you are. There is a principle in the word of God, uh, all our listeners out there. There's Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The principle uh, we use called the Shamgar principle comes out of the book of Judges. Uh, Shamgar saved the entire nation of Israel. He did he he did it as a former. So that tells me if he saved a nation as a former, how much more can we do as ambassadors in the kingdom? Hallelujah. He wasn't a renowned uh uh, man of God, he he didn't have 40,000 followers uh, on the radio or had a television ministry, but God used Shamgar because he exemplified common greatness. And I say that about every listener, you exemplify common greatness. Dr. Lori said, October 2010, a prophetic word came that said my business and ministry will become one in six months. Six months later, they became one. Hallelujah. That's the, that's the heart that the ambassador, that, that the children of God, we desire to have our occupation and profession as one. Getting paid to do what we enjoy doing. Amen. And I'm going to show you how you can do that. I'll give you 20 reasons why 2020 is still your best year yet. Don't give up. Hold on. Amen. So in Shamgar, as I stated, you all exemplify common greatness just like Shamgar. So here are some simple steps that you could follow right now to take. Uh, you could take a piece of paper, a pen, and, and write some of these things down. Uh, you can send me an email if you want me to forward you any of the uh notes that um that i can provide to you concerning our messages uh on our podcast but for one what exactly do you want to accomplish in the remainder of this year 2020 is not over yet yeah don't don't give up it's, it's just in the month of uh august is the the eighth month this is a year of new beginnings of this is a this is a time to start again not starting over but continue stand up and i'm going to show you 20 ways that you can continue in 2020 and it is still your best year yet the first thing use what you have that shamgar principle write down exactly uh what you want to accomplish for the rest of the year you got some months left you got four months in this year and nothing all nothing ends life doesn't end at the end of the year 
because you're going into a new year. The new year is just a uh, a placeholder that we use uh, where people started out making New Year's re- resolutions and you know things of that nature, making new goals. But we can make new goals every day. Amen. It's a new day. Every day is a new day. We're going to start now with new goals. There are some goals that have gotten lost because of the changes in the world, but this is a new day. Amen. It is still your best year yet. So the first thing is just write down what you want to accomplish for the rest of the year, right? What are the results you want to see uh, and the outcome? The second thing is that once you created that list of what you want to accomplish for the rest of the year, look at the list. Mm-hmm. Would make 2020 my best year yet? Yes, yes. What would make 2020 your best year yet? Boy, it all boils down to prioritizing what you want to accomplish. And the third thing is, once you looked over that list and identified what you want to accomplish, um, you got it in the priority. Here's the best part: the rest of the stuff, ignore anything else. Focus on the list that you have compiled that will make this. Uh, continue to be being your best year because you know what you stated back in January. So often we use January January as a uh, a point where where we're starting you know starting new and we're we're deleting people out of our uh, lives and <laughs> out of our our phones and, and things of that nature. But we're in the eighth month, a new beginning. So ignore all the rest of the noise. Amen. Ignore ignore all the rest of the junk. Uh, that people have tried to put into your your space, into your lane uh, as we go throughout the rest of this year. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. You got people still protesting. You got uh, people disfiguring uh, monuments. But I'm here to tell our listeners, write down what your priorities are. Walk in those priorities. Stick to it. And uh, put aside all the rest, whatever those priorities are. I'm not here to tell you what your priorities are. You set your own priorities. Write those um, priorities down. And here's why. If these things are your goals to make 2020 the rest of the uh, year, your best year yet, then the rest will only distract you. That's why. It's going to distract you from accomplishing the goals that you have set and that you have uh, went before the Lord and you have um, compiled this list. Remember last week, I talked to our listeners about sitting down with your family when you're setting goals. Because your, your spouse has a lot to do uh, in, in the insertion of those goals as well in, in your accomplishment of those goals. Because if it's not on the same page as your spouse, you all don't have to do the exact same thing. But if it has something to do with finances, it got something to do with your spouse. Amen. It has to do with some traveling. It got something to do with your spouse. It got something to do with your children. Am I right about it? Okay, so I gave you the reason why. I gave you the um, three steps to take in using what you have. So what Shamgar did was he used what he had in your in his ability. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to use what you have in your ability, do what you can, and start where you are now. We're starting now. It's a new day. So the second thing, I'm going to give you 20, 20 uh, reasons why this is still your best year yet, 2020. The second thing is know why you want it. This will lead you to a better path to get there. Knowing why. Some of it's going to be, it is some junk that we want that we need to take off our list. I'm going to be very honest and open with you um, to our listeners and our silent listeners out there. Um, it, 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 it'll lead us to a path uh, that where we're going to make have to make some changes. 
So it's important to know why you want these things. If you write something on your list and you're not really sure like why you want it, and if it has something to do because somebody else got it, scratch it off your list. <laughs> do Know what you want and why you want it, okay? The third thing, model someone else who already have achieved that. If you want to be a CEO of a radio station, you find and model a CEO of a radio station like Dr. Uh, Lori, amen, uh, of the Four More Radio. You model someone that has the doing or achieve the thing that you want to do. If you want to be, as we know, athletes, it's easy. Our children modeling after athletes. You you want to be stronger in the word of God. You listen uh, and you find yourself in a church, join yourself to a church where a man, where the men, man and woman of God is releasing the word of God, the true unadulterated word of God. You want to be stronger in your walk, in your, your calling, um, your prophet, you, you connect to other prophets that are true prophets, real prophets uh, of, of the word of God. So I think you all get what I'm saying on the third thing is to model someone who already achieved what you have, what you want. The fourth thing, get some feedback, identify what works for you and what don't work for you. There are some things that didn't work for me back uh, years ago. It's some things didn't work for you um, back, back years ago. And some things we keep trying to do and they not, they didn't work. That means I need to make a change in something. So I do not usually advocate for looking back in the past, but there are some times where in order to move forward, it dictates us to review the past and we're going to identify if it didn't work. When I first moved to Huntsville, Alabama, I was uh, I had a clothing store in uh, Texas where I came from. Well, when I came to Huntsville, there was no need for those type of clothing. I either had to change and sell clothing in a store that was um, relatable in this area that I'm in, or I could have gone globally on uh, the internet, which I did. I started an online store because there was no need in this area for me to have a store because people weren't going to buy it. They weren't going to come into the store and it's a waste of time. So we have to assess what we want, why we want it. Amen. And then also get feedback from other people uh, that may even be in the area that we're in. Do your research. So the fifth thing why 2020 is your best year yet is SWOT. S-W-O-T. Y'all remember when we were back in school and we had to develop a, a, a SWOT chart? Not not so when the action team chart passed the wealth. Amen. But uh, S-O-W. Uh, SWOT chart. <laughs> well, let's let's develop a mini SWOT uh, chart. So write down your strength. So what SWOT means is strength, your weaknesses, your uh, opportunities, and threats. So let's start with our strengths. Let's write down write down some of your strengths that you have. Strengths and positive things about you, and then build on top of those. Right. So they are gifts. Their, and their talents that you have, build on those gifts and talents that you have. Walk in those things, not what other people's gifts and talents are, but look at your own. So this is really a podcast about examining ourselves, looking at ourselves. Amen. Pastor Wells said that he loves some practical teaching. Praise God. So in that SWAT, we talked about the strengths. That is your positive things about you. Not about anyone else, but about you. So your weaknesses, when we get to W, it exemplifies our weaknesses as low self-esteem, 
or fear. You know how you ever, you all gone on an interview? I hadn't been on one in a while, but you ever been on an interview and they ask you, what is your weakness? Now I'll tell you this, <laughs> you, 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 you have, well, look, I say, I say something like this when I did go on the interview and they said, what's one of your weaknesses? I said, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> Somebody told me to say that. So, <laughs> so, uh, there's other people that that may say, "What are your weaknesses?" When they ask them, they may say, "I focus too much on details." Yeah, we we all spiritual, you know. We we trying to point out, get this. We trying to point out the good things, you know. It sound good about a weakness. We we making a weakness sound good, basically, is what I'm saying. The other thing I've heard people say is, "I have a hard time letting go of a project." See, that's a positive thing, really, because the person on the other end may say. Well, that's good. That means that they're going to stick to the project. They're going to they're gonna be very detail-oriented. Here's another thing people say when it comes to their weaknesses. They say, I got trouble saying no. That means like they may think, you know, you're going to be a yes man or woman for them. And that's how some people think at times. They're like, yeah, I need somebody that's going to be on my team. It's going to be committed and, and, and it's going to do what I you know, ask them to do without getting a no, because sometimes no, you've met people who say no a lot. <laughs> it, it could, it could bring some confrontation. So, uh, and also to get impatient uh, or they may say, I get impatient when, when projects run beyond the deadline. <laughs> See that, that means that that's a person that don't like to go beyond the deadline. So you're really saying a positive about your, your weakness. Now get this really now get this. Whoever say this, my weakness is I'm, I'm always late for work. <laughs> Whoever says that, right? Or I have an integrity issue. No, you, people don't say nothing really negative. They don't really point out their real weakness. Am I right, listeners? Are you going to really tell them that I, I have a, a lying problem? <laughs> I have a cheating problem. You're not going to tell the person that people don't normally do that. But listeners, in this case, be honest with God. Okay, be honest with God. Tell God what your weaknesses are. Because remember, this is uh, to help you, to get you to a place that you want to continue to make 2020 your best year yet. So although uh, we already uh, already know, but, but even though God already know, just you know, identify those things and let God know I need help in this area. So there's some things in our life that men and people, Facebook, all right, cannot help us with. We got to go to the Father. Amen. So the other part of SWAT is opportunities. Norman Vincent Peale said, he said this, become a positarian no matter how dark things seem to be or actually are. Raise your sights and see possibilities. Always see them for they're always there. He's saying that possibilities are always there. Opportunities in our area of interest that you, you can take advantage of. They're the doors that were once closed, but now they're open. Seasons change. Don't keep looking like, well, it didn't, you know, I couldn't do this before. Keeping your eyes on God, he will show you the opportunities and he will open doors that men have tried to close. Times change. We grow. Isn't that right? So opportunities are also forgiveness opportunity to reconcile, uh, opportunity to encourage somebody, to love a difficult person to love. You can turn adversities into opportunities is what I'm telling you. You can turn adversities into opportunities. So threat, 
it's the last is the last part of the SWAT. Um, it's where we seek to destroy. It's where the enemy seeks to destroy accomplishments and plans. That um, things like fear it'll come upon you, lack of confidence, doubt, com com uh, compromise, and failure, uh, debt, illness. Those things are threats in our life. So keep that in mind when you're making your SWAT chart on making the rest of 2020 your best year yet. Number six, pivot. Pivot is the term. And so in business terms, I taught, we had a guest on a few months ago that talked about pivoting in her business. And what that is, is when it comes With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Company make a change to their business when a product is no longer meeting the needs or demands of the intended market. Remember how I said I went from having a, a clothing store to going online? That's a pivot. So now this can be due to a change in just the economy, innovation, things change. So a forward moving, when we're forward moving, that means you have the ability to adapt and to pivot, to change your approach. Did you hear that? Don't give up. When giving up is not an option, that's when we pivot. We pivot when giving up is not an option. So don't give up in 2020. It's still your best year yet. Number seven, change your peer group. Yeah, or add to your peer group. I once told someone that, uh, it's times where we may be the elephant in the room. We may be the um, the most anointed in the room. That means it's now time to go into a room where there's a, a, a greater anointing. Amen. We can't stay just in the room that we all have the greatest anointing there. We have to um, change uh, and move forward into a, a room that has a greater anointing. Number eight, acknowledge your weakness, your weak areas. So you're, you're the one thing that determines whether our life is going to be happy or fulfilled or unhappy or depressed is that we got to acknowledge our weak areas because if we never acknowledge our weak areas, we're going to continue to walk in weakness. We're going to continue. And what do we say? Weakness was doubt, fear, failure. Uh, those are the threats in our life, a uh, lack of confidence, but we are going to acknowledge what those weaknesses are, uh, and that's going to determine whether we fulfill uh, a happy uh, life. And we know that in Christ, there is joy, and he gives us joy more abundantly. The ninth thing is in making the rest of this year your best is networking through social media. You have to learn that. There are so many churches that had to come into the uh, networking uh, uh knowledge of networking and how to do use social media. And it has been a blessing to them using um, 
pay apps and, 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 and things of that nature, cash apps to continue the, the flow of, of funding and, and tithes and offerings uh, to keep the church up, to keep the work of, of the the uh, of God, uh, the work of the Lord up in those areas. So number 10 is still time to renew your mind. Ms. Ramsey, Mr. Ransom said, if you are the strongest person in your group, then you are in the wrong group. You absolutely are. We got to go to some areas. Like if you're not already strengthening that muscle, it's time to use another muscle. That's why when we go to the gym and I've done a bodybuilding competition before, I don't work the same muscle every day, seven days a week. There are areas that I work and then I have to work another area in order to build it uh, with, with, a, with a balance. So there's still time to renew your mind. We know that in, in the scripture, uh, renewing our mind. So it's still time to do that. Some people I know are out there. Some listeners are out there saying, well, I'm just going to wait to January. No, we're going to do this now. We're going to start now in the new beginning, the month of the eighth month of the year. We're going to start now. Number 11, brand yourself. It's nothing wrong with branding yourself. Uh, a brand is a collection of perceptions in the mind of our consumers. Uh, determine your goals, pinpoint your value, and craft your profession. Yes, people remember uh, stories. We have to craft what we do. Um, in increase where we are and who we are and the value of who we are without fear of people. We have to be teachable. I always use the word fat. Faithful, available, and teachable. So your talent needs to be teachable. It needs to evolve. It needs to improve. It needs to influence and uh, operate in excellence and see the bigger picture. Pastor Wilson, that means now. N-O-W, now. We're not going to wait. Amen. We're not going to be procrastinators. 2020 is still your best year yet. Um, number 12, start a business. Turn a room in your home into an office. 13, pay off your debt. We walked. Um, we talked about that last week. Go back and listen to that podcast about how to pay off your debt and, and how to get debt free, and and then you're able to pay off your home, invest, and give. Hallelujah, give. Yes. So pay off your debt. Develop a plan. Uh, go back and listen to last week's podcast. The four number fourteen. Number fourteen says um, what what I identified is to educate ourselves spiritually and secular. We have to have a balance. Get in the word of God. You can join a seminary. Go to school. Uh, join a school. Get your associate's degree. Mr. Ransom testifying how he um, is working on uh, completing his degree. God will make a way even in a pandemic. Amen. I got some testimonies for you all that's coming up. Uh, develop a new habit. Number 15. Smart habit. Develop a smart habit. My husband reads and study a, a new word every day. It's a game that we play. Um, a new word that we're using a sentence with, uh, with one another, a different word every day. Um, develop a, a, a new habit like golfing. Pastor Welch goes fishing. Uh, my cousin to be here tomorrow. Reading, cooking, new meals for your family, teaching your kids to cook. This is a, this is a time, this downtime, this time uh, doing the shut-in or the pandemic. This is a time where we can do things that are safe and healthy. And those are some of the things. Number 16, in making your 2020 your best year yet, you can still set new goals. Yes, I said it. Don't wait till January. Do it now. It sounds as if we've entered into a new year, but hey, this is a new day. This is a new opportunity in God that the show that that we're um we're connected uh to God. 
Amen. We're not just we're not just uh, connected, but we're turned on. Yeah, just like that that coffee pot. I could be it could be connected into the wall beyond. We're connected to God, so we don't stop. We don't procrastinate. We're ambassadors. Amen. Mr. Ransom said, Pastor Watch always says, our downtime is our prep time. Absolutely. Amen. We are prepping and doing the things because I'm telling you, the windows of, of Christ, the windows of heaven is open on us. The blessings are flowing us, even in the midst of what's going on. And you're going to know this by some testimonies that I have. Number 17. 16 was set new goals. 17. Remember, you have favor and favor is fair. <laughs> yes. Did you hear that? Hashtag say that again, Pastor Welch. Remember, you have favor and favor is fair. Yes, it's the favor from God. All things with God is fair. It's his will and his purpose. It's his will. Yes, number 18, breakthrough goal. Setting some breakthrough goals, some, some goals that you have been waiting and you think because of the pandemic came and shutdown came. Now I can't do this. I wasn't able to save the money because I wasn't working and, and think this is a new day. Hold your head up. Number 19, God has kept you. He's keeping you. Why? To bring him glory, to honor him and soul and bring souls into the kingdom. Hallelujah for his glory. I'm going to take a short commercial break. Don't go too far. It is still your best year yet. So when I return, I'm going to give you some testimonies from a few ambassadors that held on through the year. Hold to what you got and we'll be right back. We pray that you are enjoying this message with Life in the Word with Dr. Johnson. You may find more podcasts just like this on Spreaker.com at 4More Radio. Invite your friends, family, and coworkers to listen in or download messages from your favorite podcasts, such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Podcasts, and Cashbox, Google and Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. Now back to Life in the Word with Dr. Johnson. Hallelujah. Welcome back. I have some testimonies that I want to read uh, for you on number 20. The 20 things that, uh, the 20th thing that why 2020 is your best year yet. Number 20, your testimony. And here are a few testimonies right here. I have one from an ambassador. I give God the glory. For my spiritual growth, I have been able to save money. I have been in position to teach the word to a group of men, women in another organization that I am a part of. During the shut-in, I have been able to break down scriptures beyond surface level and teach some meat. Glory to God. During this shut-in, I have been spending more time with God and I hear him clearly as one as on what he has called me to do. I was blessed to hear my parents say that they can see how I have grown. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you another testimony. Here's one from a great ambassador. I have, I must have, no, say I must give God the glory for all that he has done for me during the pandemic. Once not once has my family had to worry about our finances. God blessed me to service my last few months in the army on active duty, which means I was getting active duty pay. Now, 
Not only that, God saw fit and made a way for me to retire from the army. My walk with God has increased tremendously. Doors to ministry to people have been open everywhere I go. I find myself praying more and studying the word more. I can truly say that God has kept me through it all. Amen. And this is in the pandemic that's going on around the world. Even though we're in this world, we're not of the world. Here's another testimony. Amen. I want to give God glory for spiritual growth and increase during this time of shut-in. I can say that it was very much needed. During this time, God has allowed me to participate in two book collaborations with, that produced two prayers about marriage and a story about pressing and waiting on God. I also completed a book reading, The Spirit of Asaph, Awakening a New Generation of Prophetic Worshippers. Reading this book birthed another level of worship out of me. The Lord has also given me a four-part series called Favor Field. When God is for you, I'm just excited, grateful, thankful for the awakening and the stirring that has taken place in me. Hallelujah. Glory to God for those testimonies. I have another testimony. And this one says COVID-19 is real, but it shall not come by thee. Co-worker tested positive for COVID-19. I was in contact with him and God covered me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Testimonies are amazing and they are encouraging. Amen. To know that it's not over. God still is keeping me. Here's another testimony. What God has for you, um, no matter what roadblocks you are uh, that's in your way, God is always going to take care of his children. A true child of God, walking by faith, when you are walking um, walking by faith, he will cover you. Every turn I made, the enemy was always there to destroy me. Back surgery last year due to the pandemic has allowed my body to be able to recover and function without um, having to go into work from working on as telework, as well as per perfect my hobby. I have been saving money not buying extra clothes do uh and do my hobby as my enjoyment and also Matthew 24 clearly states that what is going to happen on the earth doing what i was supposed to do and giving my tithes i never stopped even through the pandemic hallelujah glory to god i have one more uh amazing testimony from an ambassador it says my husband started having chest pains back in May. It was bothering him so much that it was waking him up at night. So he finally called the doctor and did a virtual doctor visit. Ain't God good for blessing us with great technology. You don't even have to go into the doctor's office anymore. So she asked him what was hurting him and his symptoms. He proceeded to tell her that his chest was hurting, especially when he lay down to go to bed. Well, the doctor diagnosed my husband with inflamed lungs and called in a prescription for him and said, take the medication for 14 days. Well, he did just what the doctor ordered. As soon as those 14 days was over on the 15th day, his back started hurting. Yes, the devil was really busy. Once again, he had to make a virtual appointment. The doctor asked him what was hurting him and he um, and to show him where the area that was in pain was in my, 
she called a prescription in for some muscle relaxers and told him to go get an x-ray on that area. Two days later, he got the x-ray done. The doctor viewed the x-ray and said she saw a spot which she said was a kidney stone and wanted to set up an appointment to have him to get the kidney stone removed. My husband said, can't you give me some medicines that will break it up? And she said, yes, but if you haven't passed the stone within three days, we are going to take it out. Well, that terrified my husband because he had heard about the dreadful procedure. So after about five days later, she sent him to a neurologist he ordered x-rays on the spot because he said he viewed the previous x-rays and it didn't look like a kidney stone to him. He ordered a CT scan and told him to come back and see him in two days. Well, my husband started feeling better after the CT scan, but called and called still to have to go back to his appointment in four days. The neurologist called him back two days and said, do not, do you all know what he said? I don't see nothing and you don't have to come back to see me. All I could do was throw my hands up and say, but God, God is awesome. He hasn't had any trouble out of his back since then. And that was two months ago. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those are the testimonies of the righteous. Hallelujah. Those are the testimonies, even in the pandemic, even during the downtime, which is our prep time, even in the shut-in. Those are the testimonies of God's people. Amen. I just thank God for all that he is doing and shall do uh, in the life of his people. I pray that you all stay encouraged. And I have one more testimony. It says that I was able to refinance my home that my daughter graduated high school and she got a full scholarship at University of Alabama of Huntsville. He sold a property, received $50,000, was able to use it to pay off all my debt. And also my credit score went up. Hallelujah. That's a testimony of the righteous. Those that trust him, those that believe and stand on his word, no matter what it looks like in the natural, he stands uh, faithful unto his people. I thank God for his uh, revelation. I thank God for his impartation doing our podcast. And also I want to uh, give you a scripture. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 25. It says, you know that in a race, all the runners, but only um, in a race, all the runners, but only one wins the prize. Don't you? You must run in such a way that you may be victorious. Everyone who enters an athletic contest practice self-control in everything. They do it to win a wreath that withers away. But we run to win a prize that never fades. Hallelujah. That is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 25. Hallelujah. I pray that you all have enjoyed uh, why 2020 is still your best year yet. And guess what? We have a, we're going to do a puck time. Puck time is where we have here on Life in the Word. It's called pop-up call time. And this is where we pop up and call someone onto the show. And they're going to give words of encouragement, uh, reference the show that we had uh, in our topic. And so I thank you. And, and I believe that it's going to bless our chat room listeners and our silent listeners. I'm going to call... We're going to have a pop-up call 
to one of our listeners and he is going to bless us. And we're talking about finances. We're talking about coming out of debt. Hello? Hello? Yes. This is Wayne? Yes, this is oh, John. Hello, how are you doing, sir? I have you hey, on. Amazing. Oh, praise the Lord. I have you on our Life in the Word. And this is our puck time. This is where we pop up and call one of our listeners uh, on Life in the Word. And I want to ask you just a couple questions that you can encourage our listeners because we have been talking about coming out of debt owning your own business. And I want to ask you if you could just share with our listeners and as we lead into our next week's segment with um, Dawn, we, we have uh, Dawn out of Hawaii. Amen. And she's going to come on and she's going to uh, talk to us. And she has also been on the Dave Ramsey show as well. And she has some proven strategies. But can you give us some a few strategies uh, to our listeners about starting a business, why it's important and coming out of debt? Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Hey, how everybody doing? Hey, glad to be on. So let me just go ahead and get rolling. So a business is so important because a business gives you so many advantages, all right? So Netflix and, and, and Walmart and all these other companies, they make millions and billions of dollars, and they pay less taxes than everyone on this phone put together. Percentage-wise, okay? So even Warren Buffett has said that he he paid less taxes than his secretary, all right? So that means that, hey, he makes more money. She works for him, but he pays less taxes than she does. So that means that for the average American, if you, just think about this, if you could keep more of the money that you work for, all right? So just look at your, your net and your gross pay. If you can bring home more of your net pay, Every month, that is more money that you can use by itself to get yourself out of debt. So that's why one reason why home-based business is so important because it lowers your taxes. Now, most people think that one of their biggest expenses is their mortgage and every you know uh, food and clothes. No, your biggest expense is taxes because everything you buy, everything you own has a tax attached to it. So if you can lower your taxes. Now you got more money that you can bring into your house and use that money to get yourself out of debt. Use that money to start building a mini emergency fund. Use that money to start investing with because it's your money, right? That's one great advantage of a home-based business. Another great advantage of a home-based business is the fact that you can use things that you're already spending money on. You're already spending your money on a light bill, a phone bill. You're driving your car. I call it anyway money. So now you take this anyway money that you're already using. Now that home-based business will allow you to lower your taxable income. See, most people think about a traditional brick-and-mortar business. But what you fail to understand, most brick-and-mortar businesses were always started from mostly from someone's home or even their garage. So Netflix, for example. Apple, for example. So they started from their home. And by starting from their home, that allows them to lower their taxable income and help them build wealth and even work on their business. So a home-based business is so practical and easy because you already have it. So just to give me a little bit about my background, I also own an edible arrangement franchise. But what people truly misunderstand is that your home is a business. And let me compare the two. 
if since I have an edible arrangement franchise in a home-based business, here's the key difference between the two. For my edible arrangement, do I need a location? Yes. Do I need lights and so on and so forth? Yes. Do I need employees? Yes. Do I need electronics? Yes. Do I need phone capabilities at my at my at my franchise? Yes. Do I need a vehicle for delivery? Deliveries? Yes. But don't I already have all those things at my own home? I have a place to live. I have a light bill. I have phone bills. I have a car. See, here's the key difference here. With the home, those are things that you already have. You just like you you're just not utilizing the right way. But with a business, guess what? Those are things you have to create. So I have to go find a building to put uh, to put my franchise in. I have to go uh, find the lights. I got it. So that's the difference. So now with the home based business, that allows you to use the money that you already spent to lower your taxable income. And anytime you lower your taxable income, that means you have more money in your pocket, as I continue to say, because it takes your money to build wealth. Most people believe that, you know, I always tell people that wealth is, it takes time, but you can build wealth with your own money. All right. So one of my mentors always told me a second job is for two people. So but a business is something that you can share and and. and and give to your kids. You cannot pass along your job to your kids. So that's why it comes back, back to that financial education. Because now you are able to, with that home-based business, now you're able to take that money. Again, use that money to get yourself out of debt. Use that money to start building wealth for yourself and future generations. Because you got to understand, money has really two purposes. Money has the purpose of making more money. Or money has the purpose of just buying stuff. Most people are on the second part, which is just buying stuff. But if you learn how to properly manage your money, now you can build wealth, truly generational wealth for yourself and your family. Ms. Johnson, yes. I don't want to take all your time, but do you have any other questions for me? Um, there were, did you go through the, those steps? Um, okay. Yeah. You can go through those five, six steps. Sure. All right, let me, all right, that's great. So let me give you five simple steps that anyone can follow, all right? The first one is inflation. So inflation is something that takes your hard on money, all right? The thing about inflation is there's nothing you can do with in front of it. That's investing, all right? The next thing that's taking your hard on money is what I just talked about was taxes. Taxes take up the first one-third of your income. As you know, before you got paid, guess who you paid first? Uncle Sam. And those bills. And then the, the next came to you. All right. The third thing that's taking your hard on money is what is known as debt. As I said, they are in your pocket before you are. Debt. Debt is the thing that is costing more people to go crazy, you know, and just do crazy things. Especially <laughs> in the times that we are in right now with COVID-19, people are struggling, struggling, and they're going deeper and deeper in debt. All right. Yeah. The next thing that is taking your hard on money it's what is called big business. Big business is it's just the psychology of the mind that you that most people have been trained that hey you have to participate in different things. Every month there is something for you to spend money on. And the system has trained us to do that. All right? The next thing that is taking your hard earned money is what I call bad credit. Do you know that credit kills your income? Because that is money that you're losing. So 
for example, a person with a 500 credit score with a mortgage will pay a lot more than a person with a 750 credit score, right? That money that you could be using to build wealth with. So what I just gave you was five simple things that people need to understand to help build wealth in their family. Because if you don't understand where your money is going, you don't know how to bring it back in. And that's something Ms. Dunn, I know who is a powerful speaker, is going to really elaborate on is understanding where your money is going. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. That is Dwayne Crawford. Can you tell our listeners and our silent listeners how to follow you, how to find you and get more information? Um, your business is Why Cry Over Money. Can you tell them how to reach you and get in contact with you? Sure. Anytime. You can find me. You can find me on whycryovermoney.com. You can find me on Facebook at whycryovermoney.com. Or you can always reach out to me at 910-745-7299. You know, because as I say, why cry over money? Because why? Money would not cry over you. Uh, thank you so much, Dwayne Crawford, for enlightening our listeners and our silent listeners about debt, uh, own your own business. That was number 12 of our um, why 2020 is your best year yet is start your own business, turn a room in your home into an office and get paid. Amen. And take advantage of, of all the, the laws that have already been set and established for those who have their own business. Amen. So we want to um, welcome Dawn uh, on next week. She will be coming out of Hawaii. What What is Dawn's last name here? Let me see. Robinson. Yes, Don Robinson. She will be coming out of Hawaii and she's going to be talking to us about um, owning your own business and getting out of debt and investing and being able to save and all those things. So if you enjoyed this message, invite somebody on next week to the live podcast at Spreaker.com and for more radio. Every Friday night, I am right here at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And remember to go back and hit the like button, download last week's and the previous messages as well. We're talking about coming out of debt, being free, and 2020 is your best year yet. So wherever you can find a your favorite podcast, you will find Life in the Word with Dr. Johnson. And if you care, please send this message to someone that looking to come out of debt um, and to be encouraged. So we'll see you on next week as we continue on with our series, uh, Coming Out of Debt and uh, Owning Your Own Business. So we're going to welcome Don Robinson on next week with Proven Strategies. That got her out of debt and a testimony as well that's very powerful. She was featured on Dave Ramsey um, a while ago, about a year or so ago. And we want to thank all our listeners. Join us again next week. We love you and so does God. Thank you, Pastor Welch. Thank you, uh, Sister LaShawn, Sister Brandy, Dr. Um, Lori. We want to thank you, Minister Ransom, Sister Lakita. We thank all of you all for being a part of the podcast and especially our Puck Time a caller, which is Mr. Dwayne Crawford. Amen. God bless you, man of God. And we bless you all and see you on next week. Bless you. You have been tuned in to Life in the Word with Dr. Vanita Johnson. Until next time, live in the word with purpose. Love and blessings. I am Dr. Johnson. And I am out. You are tuned into For a More.
It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.